Isaiah could be called a tale of two cities, yet both cities are Jerusalem. There's an old Jerusalem, the one in which Isaiah's listeners live. They face a terrifying judgment. This judgment was threatened by the Assyrians, but brought about by the Babylonians. The city, the old Jerusalem, is sacked. God's house, the temple, is destroyed. God's people are carried away into exile. And the Lord's judgment is all too clear. But then there's a new Jerusalem as well. This city is an unbreachable stronghold. It's a place of eternal peace and prosperity. Those who dwell in the new Jerusalem will have nothing to fear. Isaiah holds out no hope whatsoever for old Jerusalem. Better defences won't help. Greater godliness will not avert the coming judgment. The Lord's universal judgment will not avoid, but rather begin with the house of God. 1 Peter 4 verse 17, God's judgment begins with God's own house. God's house has an interesting triple meaning. It can mean the temple, it can mean God's household, that is, his people, or it can mean Christ himself. Think about Jesus calling himself the temple in places like John chapter 2. Judgment on the world starts with God's house. It starts at the top and it works its way down. It starts with the temple, with God's people, with Christ But if that's the bad news, then here is the good news. Resurrection will also start with the house of God. Christ will be raised up, and he, as the true temple, will provide the true meeting place with God. Thus, people will be raised with him. A new Jerusalem will rise from the ashes. And this new Jerusalem, with Christ at its head, it will be the capital of a new creation. For those who take refuge in Christ, they will come through the cosmic judgment and up into cosmic salvation. They will survive the judgment of the old Jerusalem and find themselves in the new Jerusalem. And this new city will be the center of a new heavens and a new earth. Just as Jerusalem was the capital of the old world, so the new Jerusalem will be the capital of the new heavens and the new earth. Isaiah is the first person to use that phrase, the new heavens and the new earth, Uh, but it's picked up by Peter and John in the New Testament. In Isaiah 65 uh, from verse 17, hear this wonderful promise about the new Jerusalem, which is the capital of the new heavens and the new earth. Behold, Isaiah 65 verse 17, Behold, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. The word for new here, new heavens and new earth, it does not imply that the old world will be thrown away. It's a word which, if just left by itself, if just you have the word new, it means new moon. Um, you know, and there's not a brand new moon every month. I hope you know that. It's the same moon, but it is re- renewed. Uh, that The moon goes through a kind of death and resurrection. And really, it's the same thing for all of creation, for the new heavens and new earth. The whole world will take the path of Christ himself through death and into resurrection. 
Just as Christ did not replace his old body in the tomb with a brand new resurrection body, so this world will not be cast aside, but rather redeemed. And Isaiah means this quite literally. Let me read from verse 22 of Isaiah 65 to hear the wonder of the new heavens and the new earth. No longer will they build houses and others live in them, or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the works of their hands. They will not toil in vain or bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, but dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. In a culture that says, make the most of now, Isaiah begs to differ. Isaiah, writing to the old Jerusalem, says, no judgment is coming. And as we read these words today, we have to see that judgment is coming on this old world. Let's not try to eke the most out of this old dying world. It's not about making the most of now. It's about living for then. You don't need to see the Himalayas before you die. You can see them afterwards. You don't need to despair when your body stops working. It will start again and your body will be restored into glory. You can and you will mourn your loved ones who have died in Christ, but you will hold them in your arms again. This body, this kind of life and this world will be raised, redeemed and renewed into even greater glory. As Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13, in keeping with God's promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Mm-hmm.